One of the biggest questions I get from students is about pricing their course. It can be tricky to think of a price that works well for you, your students, and the market. It feels like there's so much on the line when you're trying to establish the right price for your course. But the truth is there are many factors when it comes to nailing down a price. So stay tuned to this episode as I share those with you. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the She's Building a Dream podcast. I'm Kristen, and I am thrilled that you are here. I've been an online business owner for over seven years, but before that, I was a teacher with a master's degree for 10. Now I focus on helping online business owners like you learn how to create and design online courses that actually get their students' results, which in turn will showcase you as the expert you are, create a bigger impact, and increase your income. If you love this episode, take a screenshot and post it on Instagram while also tagging me at She's Building a Dream so we can celebrate the work you are doing. Together, we are going to ignite your passion, create more income for your family, and make a bigger impact on the world. Let's transform your life and legacy starting right now. It's tricky to think about pricing your course when you've maybe never sold a digital product before, or maybe you're coming from the service industry and you're wanting to create some kind of digital product to kind of complement that service-based business. But you're thinking, how in the world do I even price this, right? How in the world do I come up with a price that sits well for me, sits well for my students, and promises a transformation? And not only that, but promises an ROI. Because what we really want to do is create something that brings more revenue in our business. We don't want to create something that takes more time and therefore takes time away from our business, and then we have less revenue coming in. So it's a little bit scary to be thinking about pricing because it feels like there's so much on the line. And unfortunately, so much of our world is based on pricing. And the one thing that I learned when I started my business that I want you to be thinking about is that pricing is relative. Everyone values money in a different way. Everyone values the dollar in a different way. And everybody spends their money differently. While I might think that Starbucks is a necessity or a treat that I want to give myself a couple times a week, you might think that Starbucks is way too expensive. Or you might be valuing a brand new car, whereas I would rather buy a used car. Or you might value spending your money in fancy software, whereas someone else might value actually kind of bootstrapping their programs and not spending their money in that software. That's the thing. Pricing is relative. So it all depends on your background, even how you were brought up. I recently had this conversation with some family members about money mindset and how money mindset is established when you're eight years old. Kind of scary to me, especially when I have three children and two of them are over the age of eight. But that money mindset is established already. The way you think about money, the way you handle money is already established for you by the time you are eight. So that means that you already have an idea of if things are expensive, if they are not, if you are willing to spend, if you are abundant, if you have scarcity. So all of that kind of compounds into thinking of a price. Not to mention, we also think about our value. And are we valuable? Are we valuable enough that people actually value what we have to share or value our knowledge? When we're looking at pricing, so many things come into play. Our mindset or idea on pricing, how we spend our money, how we feel about money, how we value our knowledge, how we value what we have to share. And all of that together can get really tricky when you're trying to come up with the right 
price for your course. But the thing is, is that not all of that matters. It doesn't matter how much knowledge you have, how much experience you have. Yes, there are some things that actually matter when it comes to your experience, but it doesn't always depend on that. So we need to be thinking about a few things. And one of the things, the biggest thing that I recommend you looking at when you are looking at the price of your course is the level of transformation in your course. Is it monetary or is it not? Now think about you have two different types of courses. Maybe you have a course on knitting winter hats and maybe you have a course on building your Instagram following into buyers. Which one do you think is more valuable? Now it's not to say that knitting a hat isn't valuable. It's just that there isn't a return on investment unless you are teaching them how to knit hats and sell them. But you need to be thinking about the level of transformation in your course, because when it's something that's monetary, when it's something that people actually get an ROI as far as money ROI, in my opinion, that means that it's worth more because that ROI is bigger. There's a bigger return on investment for them. That's not to say that a a course on knitting isn't important. It is important. It's just at a different pricing structure. Now, the other thing we need to be thinking about when we're looking at our course and how we price it is the level of support. Will there be live calls, a Facebook group? How many live calls? How much support will they get from you? Because the more time you have to invest into the program, the more time you are serving them, the more it's worth. Because you want to be thinking about how much time you are investing into helping them grow or helping them get results. If it's just a passive product where they're just doing the course self-study, where they're going through the course, you don't have any support at all, then wouldn't you agree that it's worth probably a little bit less? Because you don't have that level of support. They don't have someone there to ask questions. They don't have any coaching available to them. So a lot of times people will have different tiers in their courses. They'll have different pricing tiers. Maybe they have a self-study version and a group coaching version or something like that. But we need to be thinking about how much time are you giving them? How much support are you giving them? Because that is worth something. I've had students in the past who say, I'm giving them 12 calls, but I'm charging them, let's say, $97. And I think, okay, 12 calls, $97. How much are you making an hour if you're you're only charging $97, right? It doesn't really make a lot of sense. So we have to be thinking about how much investment will you have in them? How much time investment will you have? And then I want you to be thinking about how many materials are in your course. Now, if you have a course that's just all talking head videos, if you've been around me for a while, you know that I don't value talking head video courses because I feel like people can't really truly get results because not everyone learns by watching a talking head. But if you only have videos in your course, that's a little bit different than actually having materials, having things that they can apply and go through. Those things are worth more because sometimes you can even sell those materials without the course. And if that's true, then you have more value in that course. Think about how long it will take them to go through your course. How much time will they have to invest in the course? That means you are having to invest even more time in creating the course. So a lot of people will come to me and at first, if they don't have a lot of experience selling digital products, they'll want to price something at $97 or $200. 
And when I start to say, like, let's look at this course, let's look at all the time it's going to take you to create it, all the time it's going to take you to actually serve them, we need to actually increase the price then. Because sometimes we work backwards and we look at how much that actually is per hour and we realize that you are worth way more than $5 an hour. So it's important for you to be taking all these things into account. Now, when you create a course, the beauty of creating courses, you get to create it once and sell it again and again and again. Now, I always, always tell you that you should be putting more in your course. You should be adding more value, more training, more things in your course to make sure that people get results. Not to mention, when you start working with people, you start to see that they need different things to get results. So we want to make sure that we are thinking about that, that It's going to take you time to create the course up front, but over time, you're not having to actually create it over and over and over again. So some of that time up front is very heavily invested, whereas in the future, once you're selling it over and over again, just making tweaks and updates as you go, then it means that it's not taking you as much time, okay? So I also want you to think about if you have a private option. Let's say you have a private coaching option, or maybe you're a freelancer or someone that works with people one-on-one. How much would it cost to work one-on-one with you? That is worth way more than a course that they just listen to, that they just have to listen to whenever they find it to fit. Versus when you are investing one-on-one with them, that's worth a lot more. So if you are doing a course and one-on-one, that's even more because you are giving them knowledge when you are not right there. So you are giving them the most amount of knowledge that you possibly can. So we want to make sure that we are being accommodated for that or being compensated for that. Then I want you to think about how many hours of service they are getting from you. So let's say you're offering six calls and your hourly rate is $70. Well, that would be $420 already just for the calls alone. So we need to be increasing that. I was just recently working with a private client and she was telling me that she charges $70 an hour on the phone, but yet she was afraid to charge more for her course. And I said, well, if they talk to you six times on the phone for $70, well, that's $420 already. Plus they're getting all your resources, all the shortcuts all the things that they don't need to look up. Just at a conference recently and talking to a woman who wants to put her artwork on Etsy. And I said, you know, you can look on YouTube, you can look on Google. There's lots of places to look. Now, that's probably going to take her a lot of time, a lot of time to go on Google and YouTube and find out how to create an Etsy store with her artwork. But if there was somebody that said, here you go, I'm going to give you all the directions, all the steps, all the tutorials, and I'm going to show you exactly how to do it. She probably likely, if she sees value in actually creating that Etsy store, she will actually want to pay for that course because it's a shortcut. It's a shorter way. So be thinking about that. Yes, people can get information on YouTube. Yes, they can get information on Google. Hey, they can get it on podcasts too. But that doesn't mean that they don't want the shortcuts. It doesn't mean that they're not looking for the magic bullet or the secret sauce or that little tiny tweak they need in those secrets from you. Make sure you're also considering the market and the material. You need to be competitive, but yet not too competitive, where your course or your program 
is priced way higher than other people in your market or even priced way lower. So let's go back to pricing way higher. If you're priced way higher, it's possible that other people might actually go to someone else because they think, I just, that's just not in my budget right now. I've done this myself, but they think that's just isn't in my budget right now. I'm going to have to find someone else who can teach something similar for less money. Vice versa, let's say you wanted to charge less than your competitor. Now, the only problem I see with that is that sometimes if we charge significantly less than our competitors, it looks like we don't have as much experience or we don't have enough knowledge. So be careful not to charge too much or too little, okay? I know this is probably thinking, gosh, I'm just even more confused than when I started listening to you. Maybe that's the case for you. Maybe you're thinking you're even more confused about pricing your course. So I want to tell you to start at a price that feels right for you. And you can always go up. Nobody's going to offer you more for your course. You can always go up. It's really hard to start really high and come back down. It's a little humbling. But you can always start at the price that feels right for you and go up. If you're launching a beta course and creating it as you go, I recommend a lower price for that first group anyway. So that way you're getting people in that are understanding that they are the beta course, that they are going to be seeing you make a lot of changes and tweaks and everything. They will get knowledge from you and they will learn from you, but they don't have to learn at the same price as somebody after the beta course is finished. So sometimes start low, start with that beta course. Now I'm saying make sure that you're looking at your hourly rate and not undercharging yourself because the last thing I want for you to do is start creating this course and be so in love with creating the course, but you get halfway through it and you're burnt out and then you don't finish it. We don't want that to happen. So we want to make sure that you're being compensated enough that you feel that you are giving value and getting an ROI on your time. Finally, the last thing I want to tell you is that you have to feel good about your pricing. If you don't feel good about your pricing, your audience will sense that. If you are hesitant to say your price on a webinar, on a live video, on a challenge, on a sales call, your audience will sense that. There's a big difference between someone that says, my program is $19.97, and someone who says, my program is $1,997. It's just a different feel. They feel that hesitation. And the hesitation is likely not because you don't value what you have to offer or that you don't value that you have knowledge. It's just that you're not feeling good about that pricing and you're a little nervous. So the last thing we want to do is come up with a price that's so scary that you hesitate and then your audience doesn't buy. I've seen this happen very often with course creators. When they start to launch a new course, it can happen so easily. So I hope this was helpful for you when you're thinking about pricing your course. Now, I don't have a magic formula or a magic number. A lot of times people want me to say, what, want me to say, like, what is the magic number? What is the magic price? What should I be pricing my course at? What should I sell it at? What do you think it's worth? And as you can see, like I showed you today, there are so many different factors that go into pricing your course. So we need to make sure that we're looking at what our hourly rate is. What do we value? What what actually comes in the course? What comes along? How much material? And that level of support. Because that's really important. The biggest thing is we want to make sure that you are actually getting a return on your time. 
Otherwise, you probably won't keep showing up for recording that course and creating that course because it does take time. It takes time to create your first course. It takes time to record it all, create all the materials. So we want to make sure that we're getting compensated in a way that doesn't make us feel like we wish we wouldn't have actually even launched it. Okay. I hope this was helpful. If it was, I'd love to hear from you over on Instagram at she's building a dream. I'd love to hear all about what you thought about these conversations around pricing and if there was any ahas for you. 